Welcome to Becoming the Ultimate Coach with the Jock and the Doc. Hi, I'm Scott Schutte. And I'm Dr. Janine Steister. And welcome to Becoming the Ultimate Coach. We are here to disrupt some of the current thinking around how the fitness industry approaches clients. Our goal is to educate and inspire fitness professionals to get the results, income, hours, and career that they want and deserve. Our combined experience and education in psychology and fitness create a new insight on ways to become the ultimate coach. Welcome to Becoming the Ultimate Coach. I'm the Jock, this is the Doc, and today we're going to be talking about how your accountability coaching sessions could be costing you clients. And so this comes off of a recent conversation I had with a coach, and he was talking about he wants to uh, improve his retention. And we were breaking down what he did. And so he gives a lot of his clients meal plans, and then he has these monthly um, accountability coaching sessions to make sure that they're following the meal plan, but he's like, the people aren't showing up to these accountability sessions. And so that's where we're gonna dive in today. How giving the meal plan, holding people accountable, having that kind of structure could actually be getting people to stop coming to your gym. So we're gonna start with the doc, breaking it down. Like why could this be detrimental to the, the thing that you're trying to actually help clients with and to the, the overall structure of your fitness business? Yeah, it, and I think it boils down to two key concepts. One of them is, is that, and we've talked a little bit about this before in this show, of that uh, sometimes people use words that they're familiar with, but it doesn't necessarily represent what they actually want. And so we have to be careful to really ask more questions and dive a little further in that some people may say, yeah, I want a meal plan, I want to lose this weight, da-da-da-da-da, but maybe they've had experience with a meal plan before, and so they're using that term because they've heard those are good and those help. And But what they really are looking for is some support and guidance, but the meal plan structure is way too structured for their lifestyle, what they can do, and those type of things. So asking those follow-up questions and also making sure that you just don't have one trick up your sleeve, right? So if all of your sessions are just, I have a meal plan or I have this one method, it can be really hard then to adjust and individualize approaches for people. So my point there is, um, don't take all the words on surface level, um, but ask some more questions and really find out what they need towards their goal. The second part of this for me is this notion of accountability. We all have different definitions of that, depending on if you played sports or um, at work or kind of all of the different environments we've had. Most of the clients that we see and that I experience with, they don't want accountability in that traditional sense of I'm going to be on top of you, I'm checking in constantly, I'm going to say, hey, you didn't do what you said you were going to do, come on, let's go, you know, toughen up, you got this, um, and in this kind of extreme feel. What they're really looking for is guidance support, encouragement. So even those that say, yes, I want that regular accountability, they want that check-in, they want that encouragement, and if they say, yeah, I got my water in or some of it, but I didn't quite hit our goal, or whatever it is that you are working with them on for that month or those couple of weeks, that you're providing them that regular encouragement so that they don't say, oh, I didn't hit that goal today, so never mind. I'm going to go over and just either binge eat or do something else or just have alcohol instead, whatever it is. So thinking about what accountability really looks like, and then also to some degrees, you have to um, individualize accountability based on what that person and how they like input and feedback and how like, they like to be checked in. So those are kind of my two key things to think about to make sure that you're really meeting clients where they're at and where they want to go. And I've fallen into this trap before. Like clients come in, they're like, I want a meal plan. I'm like, okay, well, I'm here to help. I can give you a meal plan that will be perfect for you. Well, the problem is 
people don't follow these very well. They they have life. They have different situations that they're they're they don't work that well. And so by going to this extreme of going to the meal plan, really what we're doing is setting people up for failure. And what we want to do, and this is a, a talk that I have with a lot of clients, is like, okay, your goal is to lose weight and be healthier and you know feel more fit. If we can just change a few things that you're doing food-wise and you can get those results, would you want to do that? And they're like, yeah, absolutely. But they, they almost seem stunned by that because they didn't think that was a thing. They thought they had to go to some extreme diet or they had to go to meal plan. They thought they had to change everything up. And really with working with General Pop, that's what we do and that's what the majority of the trainers do is like, it's more about taking that, that one step forward. I love the monthly sessions. Um, now accountability, I love the way that Dr. J breaks it down is it's, it's, it's a different form of accountability. It's not this like you did good or you did bad because we want to think about how the client feels during these, these monthly sessions. And I want our clients to feel empowered, heard, and, and really just as we're the guide. So if they come back and, and we talked about adding a little bit more protein or finding a replacement for the alcohol they're doing night and they did it just a um, small percentage of the time, I'm still going to celebrate that because that's better than what they were doing before. And so they have someone that is a cheerleader in the corner for them, which most people don't have anybody like that in their life. They have someone that's going to help them guide them to make some more adjustments so it fits better in their life. And they have someone to go to because there's so much information out there. They need to have that guide. So I, I love the uh, meeting up on a regular basis and going over their goals and what the steps are moving forward. But what we have to be careful with is giving them something extreme and then sticking to this more formal of you did good or you did bad kind of situation. Because what we're doing here is we're here to help clients and we want to set them up for success. So Dr. J, anything else to add to that? Yeah, a couple things real quick. One of them is, is that um, one way to think about this is process goals instead of outcome goals. Yeah. And there's a lot of research, a um, significant amount that is pretty demonstrative about the fact that people that have process goals, and that's defined by I'm working towards something and I'm changing some processes or systems in my life so that I can execute it in my lifestyle and I can add to it. Um, and that's where habit stacking and other things can come into place. But it's a process goal. And so if you think about your accountability um, as helping somebody towards a process goal and thinking about even like a meal plan, if you do a meal plan, that's an outcome. Did you do your meal plan every single day? A process goal, an example of that would be to increase your protein, maybe reduce your fat a little bit, or eat a few more, more lean uh, meat and add some veggies, um, or cut back on the alcohol and have something that's uh, maybe just a little bit better for you or whatever the replacement that meets their root causes. But whatever that is, so A, it's about the process. The other thing that we have to remember is that, in, and this is more of a term that's used in, in my world of like looking at research and researching myself and those types of things, we call it the research to practice gap. And the reason I bring that up is because meal plans technically can work incredibly well. That's why they're developed. We, we know some things about nutrition. We know some things about the body and they're developed that way. So sometimes people struggle and say like, well, wait a minute, we've got a lot of demonstration that these meal plans do work. Why are you saying they don't? And there's many examples. I'm not just picking on meal plans, but we're gonna use it for this example. But the reality is that there's a lot of things that research shows that if done absolutely perfectly will make huge changes in people's lives. 
But if you can't implement it, that's that gap between what we know research-wise and actual day-to-day -day living. If it's not implementable because either you're um, you know, a, a single person that doesn't know how to cook well and you've got you know, multiple things going on, or you're a mother of three and you're just and working and doing a whole bunch of other stuff, whatever your reality is. So also don't get too stuck on the things that it may work technically. The question is that will it work in the lifestyle um, and the needs for your clients? And so kind of keeping that in mind and that's why we talk about those extremes. A great example of this is actually a client that I was talking with today and she came to me and she's like, I heard I was supposed to have my body weight and grams of protein. I was like, okay, that, that could be beneficial. Like, where are you at right now? And she goes, well, I'll get about 30 grams in. I'm like, well, that's adding in an extra 100 grams of protein. So in the reality of if we're following this, this, this meal plan or these calories and macros and, and we do the specific thing, that could be beneficial. But if I try to have her add an additional 100 grams of protein for this next week, like, she's probably not going to feel good. She's probably going to fail at it. And she's going to come back, feel defeated because she's like, well, I tried, but I didn't do, didn't do a good job. Versus on the, the other side, I'm like, hey, we have collagen. Collagen mix well with your coffee, your hot coffee drink every morning. Just add uh, two scoops of that. We're gonna add an extra 11 grams of protein. And let's just do that for this, this, this next week. So we're gonna slowly build up to add a little bit more in and figure out what's the best spot for her. So she can come back a week later and did you know, three or four days of it, and that's a huge success. And so what we're trying to build in is these lifestyle things that they can do long-term versus these extreme approaches. So the biggest takeaway today is just thinking about these accountability sessions a little differently. It's not so much of you did good or you did bad. It's more about like we're playing this guide. We're meeting people where we're at. We're slowly making steps forward and we're helping them on this fitness journey. So until next time.